Hello, and welcome to episode six. I'm your host, Sarah Chappay. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, FAQs, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, you can head to our Facebook and Instagram page at Blank Slate LNK. So, Jake, this is actually a topic that you, again, put on the list. So why don't you start out by explaining kind of what your thoughts were and why you picked this topic? Yeah, so the topic is um, whether or not, I guess the title is, is the nine to five actually a grind, whatever that means. (laughs) Um, But basically, my motivation for this was I've seen like, way too many things on Instagram or Twitter or whatever of people peddling some sort of strategy to quote unquote, quit the nine to five job and do something you love, which is always in all caps. And it's very clickbaity. And it's kind of, it just like offends me slightly because there's plenty of cases of people who are working what you would call a traditional job, like a Mm -hmm. nine to five job or a desk job or whatever. Um, And they love it. And they're doing something they enjoy and they're doing something that they've wanted to do for a long time. But there's this weird um, movement on social media of a large, I don't know if it's a large number of people, but it's people with very loud voices um, sort of making it seem as though if you work for someone else or if you work at a corporation or something that you're like a sellout or you're Mm -hmm. not, it's impossible to like love that or... Um, it's just like this weird sort of judgmental vibe. Um, so I don't like, it bothers me because obviously everyone would probably love to like not have to go into work every day and, or do something where they could work at home or, or whatever. But there's a, a large number of people who like have grown up wanting to be a lawyer or wanting Mm -hmm. to be a doctor or wanting to be an accountant or something, you know, where that job basically requires them to have a certain lifestyle. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it troubles me that there's like this weird, um, anti nine to five job stigma on social media. Does that make sense? That's sort of like rambling. I think it does. Um, but like I'm the kind of person I, I, I like my job yeah. and I wanted to do it. It's something that like I went to school to have the job that I have. Yeah. <clears throat> ultimately. So um, when I'm when I have a slow day at work and I'm on Instagram or something and I hear I just I see this picture of some person who looks like they have like a million a millionaire life just from posting pictures on Instagram. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know, it makes you makes me sort of second guess things. But Yeah, definitely. If know. like a 18-year-old is getting $200,000 for one Instagram post just because their face is in it and they're right. following, you're like, wow, what am I doing with my right. life right Wait, now? And, like, and I, don't think, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, no. I have some friends who just constantly talk trash on people who make a living off of Instagram or they're smart. whatever. And yeah, yeah I'm, like if that's if that's a thing that you're able to do and something that you actually enjoy doing, then you should by all means do that. But I just like, I feel a certain way about people who one way or another, um, tell people, tell other people what they should or shouldn't be doing with their life or what they should or shouldn't enjoy or value or desire. Mm -hmm. And so like, I feel a certain way about my friends who said, you know, people who make a living off Instagram, those people are like cheating at life or something. Yeah. But then I also feel like the same sort of resentment toward the various loud voices on Instagram that are saying you need to quit your nine to five job or else you'll never truly enjoy what you're doing in life. Yeah. I just think um, people ultimately should have the choice to do what they want to do. So it sounds like like you just want people to be able to do their job and everyone else shut up about it. Yeah, I just think that like if you want to do something that binds you to a desk and you have to go into an office, like you shouldn't feel guilty for that. Yeah. You know, and I don't think, I don't think you should feel guilty for wanting to do something because it comes with some level of stability or it like affords you certain, certain luxuries. Like 
Um, it'd be really cool for me to quit my job and I don't know, do something like just be, just do podcasts or mm-hmm. be in a band or whatever. But, um, I really enjoy that. I know that every two weeks I'm going to get a paycheck for yes. X amount of money and I don't really have to worry about it. You know, there's, and I don't think that makes me a sellout or anything either. I just think like I'm allowed to decide what I value Yeah, and those other people that don't value that they're allowed to make that decision for themselves as well. Yeah. I think there definitely is like a trend going on right now that it's like, and I don't know if that's fueled by social media, but it is like, Oh, you're in your twenties. So like quit your job, travel and try and make money by posting. But like, you know, in reality, the people that are able to do that are like 1% of Instagram users are like, it's like having like that 1% of like CEOs. It's like the people who have enough of a following to literally only be able to just do that or like do that plus, you know, blog, you know, whatever their other side, it's not just Instagram posting is people who got into it very beginning or they started with something else like a, a YouTube or a Right. A book or something. So I think there's like that trend that it's like, do it while you're young, quit your job, be like rambunctious and what's <laughs> yeah. the other word that I'm thinking of? Um spontaneous. Right. Rambunctious. <laughs> Ramb- I don't know not rambunctious. That. Spontaneous. <laughs> Jump on the bed whenever you want. <laughs> quit your job. Dessert for dinner. Yeah. And like, you know, you're twenty five, so like you still have plenty of time to do it. But I have a lot of friends that do like I have one friend in particular, that's what he wanted. Like he grew up saying, I just want to work in an office. I thought that was the coolest thing. And I was like, really? Like that does not sound fun to me, but that's what sounds fun to him. And like, luckily he's very confident in that decision. Like he just kind of, that's what he wants out of his job, which is Mm -hmm. good because that's pretty much most of the jobs offered to us now. Right. But I mean, I don't work a traditional nine to five. I don't work a desk job. I have done them in the past. So I feel like my viewpoint is maybe a little bit different, but right. I feel like if that's what you want to do, then it won't be a grind right. because you'll well, enjoy it. And I feel like um, I feel like a lot of these people who say things like this on Instagram or on, I always just say Instagram, but that's mm-hmm. my blanket term for social, social media, media, really, uh, really. But um, I think they're mostly talking to people who work are working like dead end nine to five jobs that they or they're hate. unhappy. Yeah, right. But it like completely, um, I guess the reason it, it, one of the reasons it bothers me so much is it completely overlooks the fact that some nine to five desk jobs are things that people are really passionate about. Yeah. Like they're not always like the receptionist at the YMCA or like yeah. some, you know, some thing that someone just hates doing every day. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what all I, <laughs> where all I'm going to go with this, but um, I just wanted to kind of vent about this, to be honest. <laughs> so pull up a chair at, yeah. at our relatively relatable um, therapy session. Exactly. It's cheaper than therapy. Session That'll be, th- that should be one of our <laughs> stickers that we re- yeah. release. Um, um, yeah. I mean, so like, I guess talking for, cause you mentioned that you work a desk job, like a traditional nine to five, you went to school for engineering and like your job is very much structured in that way. Right. Your college experience was structured in that way. You did the traditional four years mm-hmm. at a university. Um, like I didn't do that. I didn't do traditional college experience. I did do it all, all online. It was still four years, but I don't know if that, I mean, that's considered a non-traditional like path because yeah. you're not sitting in a classroom. It's becoming more common now just with the use of like technology. I think once I was, when I, was kind of in the thick of it. It wasn't as heard of as much. It was kind of like, oh, you do online school? Like, <laughs> right. mm, are you not good enough to go to like real school? It seemed like the budget, like the, I always yeah. remember growing up seeing commercials for these like obscure online yeah. colleges. It's like, what, is this real? Is this like a real Like North thing? America, USA, University College. You're right. <laughs> and you're like, what? But like my school was a private school. So, um, and it was a school that is offered to people all over the world because, Mm -hmm. and the program I went through was so that if people couldn't leave their position, like as a pastor or, um, in ministry, if a lot of people were overseas for ministry, 
um, or missions or something, you could do that. So it was actually pretty cool because I got to like meet a lot of people through that that I never would have been able to if I did a traditional experience. But right. um, yeah, and so like I don't know. Once I started doing online schooling, though, I feel like I realized I was never programmed, like wired to sit in classes from 8 a.m. to I don't, 5 p.m. whenever classes ended, unless you had night classes. Right. And I never like I kind of struggled through high school and I mostly chalked it up to my health like issues at the time. But I'm like, maybe most of it was just because I was not the type of person that could sit for an hour and 15 minutes, how our schedules were structured, listen to mm -hmm. a topic, get up, go to the next one. Whereas like online schooling, I was able to kind of be more fluid with my schedule. It was just like Tuesday, you get your assignments the following Monday, they're done. It does not matter when you turn them in during the week right? or when you get them done. Similarly, my job now is the same way since, I mean, it's nice that I'm my own boss, but right. I can structure my day to be like, oh, I'm really creative and really productive at about 9 a.m. to like 2 and then take off from like 2 to 4 and then work again until 6. Right. And like that works for me. Right. And I don't know. I don't think that everyone is wired the same way. But in general, like from my perspective, I don't think humans are designed to be seated like at a desk from 9 to 5 cranking out work. But right. I do realize that is the world we live in now. So it's just kind of interesting that like we're going back to that that uh, with this like Instagram or like create your own, like choose your own adventure life building block thing mm -hmm. that like we're now kind of going back to not doing that traditional nine to five. And it's almost like frowned upon or like, right. I don't know. It's like just so weird. Like I've, cause I've been in both worlds now and right. I don't know which one is better because there's things when I come into this world of like having my own schedule and like running my own hours that you're like, I wish I had the structure of like a nine to five and like somewhere to clock in and be accountable for. Right. But then when you're in that world, you're like, oh man, I really wish I could just kind of like not like be tied to this desk right. or like these yeah. hours. And I mean, obviously both have pros and cons and. Right. Yeah. I don't, and I, I should clarify that. I don't think the only option of like not having a nine to five job or tr I'll just start calling it a traditional job. Okay. I don't think the only option that these people are mentioning is like make your living off Instagram. Yeah. But really what they're trying to say is like become your own boss, start your own business, whatever. Yeah. But it bothers me because they they pretend as though that's like the easy it's like easier that way. Yeah. Or like that right away. So say like I quit my job tomorrow and I start my own business, then like I'm immediately like have all this vacation time and like yeah. my stuff is already up and running like they they circumvent the fact that you are actually going to probably be more miserable for right. a long time. Like unless, unless it's something that's really, really creatively fulfilling to you or like you just have a great perspective on knowing that you're, you're doing your own thing and you, you love that idea. Like you're, you're probably going to not be turning a profit at yeah. any time soon or, or like be in a position to where, you can retire early or whatever all these all these people are trying Wait, to sell And you. like if you are able to, I mean, that's just also the downfall of social media. You see somebody saying like, I'm quitting my job and I'm starting my business. They could have been working at it six months, a year, two years behind the scenes, part time exactly. while they're working another job, a, putting in now 60 hours a week rather than the 40 to right. be able to quit their traditional job to work on their own. Like I just, so many times you see people, I think we kind of talked about that last week with like comparing your like behind the scenes to people's like highlight reel slash right. your chapter one to people's chapter 20. And it's like distorting our views about like what like a nine to five could be. Cause like think about even 50 years ago, getting a nine to five job or getting like a traditional job was like what you wanted and people were happy with it. And they, I don't, I guess I don't know if people were happy with it. Maybe. <laughs> but like getting something that wasn't a labor job. Yeah. Or like a, a trades, a trade job. Like it was either that or you 
were a military in the military or you worked at a factory or on a farm yeah. or something or something you know yeah. something like that like there was a point in time where the traditional like blue collar job was that we tend to just like chalk up as life failure for some yeah. reason like you're a sellout if you do this now but back then that was like your parents dream for you was to do something mm-hmm. like that instead of having to do what they you know do yeah. or whatever um so yeah it is it's weird how i don't know it's just it's just weird people's <laughs> people's opinions are weird to me sometimes so do you think that like um the rise of these like multi-level marketing also and i know i know people are going to come for me <laughs> in my DMs at me if you want, but I'm going here because I feel like that almost did spark this because that was kind of, that was even big, you know, back in the sixties is when Mary Kay started 60s, 70s. And that's in those like Tupperware parties with, um, Pampered Chef. I don't know if Pampered Chef was the actual, uh, one, but so those have been around forever and that right. style has been around forever and people think it's a new thing, but it's not. And, but what Mary Kay was doing was focusing on like the stay at home moms or women who maybe their husbands didn't let them work and it gave them like right opportunity to bring in income, create a community. But I think those MLMs now are still using that tactic of saying like, Oh, you're unhappy. Kind of like, Oh, you're unhappy being a stay at home wife. Maybe you wanted to go to work. Here's your opportunity. And they're saying, oh, you see all these people on Instagram or social media making their own income. Like here's, I don't know. Like I feel like they, people who do the marketing for MLMs are very sneaky. Oh yeah. And I did watch, so everyone that's going to come at me and say that I don't know and that like their, their MLM that they're a part of is, is not the one that does that. It's like, I've, okay, I'm just going to tell you guys my source now. So I watched a documentary and I'll try and link it in the show so notes. That means you're an expert. Of course. Right. Like I everybody, saw a documentary. I heard it on a podcast once. Everybody who says qualified. on Facebook. Yeah. That, I mean, it was, they were interviewing people who had been a part of it and, um, they, they were the higher up levels in this like company. And I don't want to like at anybody in case you are a part of this. <laughs> like yeah. MLM. And I do know some people that are a part of them and they aren't like detrimental and they're only doing it maybe as like a little side income and they have absolutely no, I, you know, what's the word, uh, dream of like quitting their job or like right. making $500,000 a month. What this right. obscure and obscene numbers that people like, right. throw out. <laughs> but basically the premise of the documentary was showing that they prey on like, the stay at home mom or like the person who's like unhappy in their career. They like want to get out of that like nine to five grind and talk about like, um, people like wanting to make connections and like target those people to offer this like elaborate lifestyle and income and that constant, like be your own boss. You can be your own boss, Mm -hmm. which like, by the way, you're not your own boss. If you have to pay to be right. your own boss like it's different like start like invest like okay that could be a whole different thing that i could talk it, about and it, i'm like yeah. a little afraid yeah of them. dude i'll i would go down that rabbit hole because i've been like stalked by multi-level marketing groups here yeah. in overland park in like a really strange way but i feel but, like that uh, is even there for you they're like hey man don't you want to retire early and it's like I'm like, no, <laughs> but yeah. And that's like, but their like thing you is do. Like, so like, that's the thing, like, that's the thing of all this, whether it be, you know, a multi-level marketing pitch or someone who's trying to gain, um, traffic to their micro blog or whatever. Yeah. Like it's a very, um, it's like a very fundamental form of social engineering mm-hmm. where what they're, it's basically a, a, a con, like they're, yeah. they're they're keying in on your emotions or like definitely something that you know everybody everybody under the sun has the dream of like being um just like unreasonably wealthy and not having to answer to anyone and doing yeah. whatever the heck they want yeah like, that, like everybody wants that so it's easy to like kind of get people that way yeah um and then I'm I personally am like super susceptible to this line of thinking because. Um, even though I, I love my job and I love what I do, um, it's not my whole life. Like there's 
a whole other world of things that I'm talented at and really, really passionate about. And if I had the opportunity to make a living on any of those other things, like I would take that as well. Right. So when someone tells me like, hey, you could be doing something else that you're really like this other thing that you're really passionate about and be making a good living, like I think that that gets anyone thinking, you know? Yeah. Um, But to like bring it back, I don't think that um, I just I just don't want people to feel guilty for enjoying their day job. Yeah. For enjoying a traditional job, you know, and I don't want people to like fall into these um, stupid multi-level marketing schemes or feeling like they need to put their whole life in someone else's hands to teach them how to be like financially independent and retire mm-hmm. in their 20s or whatever. Like um, I think being able to enjoy your life is so much greater. Like it has so much more, it has to do with so much more than what you do for a living. Um, and I think if you, like I said before, if you do start your own business or whatever, like you shouldn't do it with the expectation of, um, being able to like have the life that you want in the next like 30 days. Right. Um, and, uh, what was I, I was on a roll here. I forgot what I was going to say. I saw the wheels turning. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) What did I just say? That like you shouldn't um, start your own business just to create like the life that you want within like 30 days. Right. And I also don't think that you should quit your job and start your own business or quit your job just because you feel like that's what you should do Mm -hmm. or like you feel this pressure by, you know, all these millennials or like everyone in your generation saying that like this is the key to happiness. Like if you're happy doing what you're doing, don't let someone else pressure you into doing something else. You know what I, I think mean? that goes like, I mean, cause like in reality of the people that I know and like spend my time with that don't work a traditional nine to five is very small. And if they aren't working a traditional nine to five, they're working like night shifts, like nursing right. or like managerial stuff. Like my friend is a manager at Trader Joe's. So she has to work like, you know, noon to close or whatever, but she's uh-huh. still working like a 40 hour work week. Uh-huh. Um, But, and so like in reality, the people that I know that are doing maybe more what I'm doing is not very big and Uh it's actually incredibly lonely because you're like, once you, once you take that plunge of like quitting your job and like venturing out into that like non-traditional sphere, you're like, oh, this is actually not as common as like social media maybe wants you to believe it is. Right. Especially the successful cases of it. Right. And it's so much harder and not saying that like, if you have a, I'm a hundred percent for like, if you have a dream in you or like you're unhappy at your job, like don't stay there. Like a job is just a job. And if you're unhappy there, then like, that's not what we're saying is like, you should stay and like fight it out. But I think social media in general, like we talked about this last week too, just convinces you that you're unhappy or like what you're doing is not as good as the person next to you or the person you're looking at. Right. When in reality, if you didn't have social media to compare your life or what other people were doing to, would you enjoy what you were doing? Right. Like, would you think that you were actually like ugh in this grind or would you be like, yeah, it's like, I'm not mad at it. Right. Yeah. There was a point. Um, so I haven't, I've been at my job for a little over a year year and three months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a point a few months in where I was like incredibly, incredibly unhappy mm-hmm. just because I had put, I mean, it's my dream job. I had put it on this, such as pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't really prepared for the learning curve. Yeah. You know, my whole life up until that point had had such a, um, such a set velocity and trajectory. But then when you get out of school, th- your life starts to move way slower yeah. um, on the order of like things that you normally would do in like a few days, take months in a corporation. And like I just started, so they weren't going to trust me with anything super important. You know, I had to learn a lot and I'm still learning a lot, but um, so there was a point in time where because of all that, I had a lot of time to just kind of sit and think and I had Mm -hmm. a lot of time to spend 
on Instagram. Like I would come yeah. home and I'd get on Instagram <laughs> and I'd be like, look at all these people that are like loving every second of their life. And I'm sitting at this desk, like feeling useless, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But like, if I wouldn't have had that point of comparison, I would have known no different. You know, right. I would have just under at that, like I would have been able to have a clear enough head to say, this is part of the process at this point. Yeah. Like everything up until then, like every class that I took, you know, every year of every year of college, every project that I did, I understood in my head this is part of the process to get to where I'm going. Mm -hmm. But then once I got to where I was going, I forgot that there's still a process. Like I had to, yeah. I had to define a new process for myself, um, and I just like just decided that I had made a terrible mistake or something. <laughs> which, I, uh, you know, I I I joke about, but I think there's a lot of people that feel that way just because the thing that they had spent their whole life wanting to do turns out to be kind of just like everything else once you get mm -hmm. there. Um, it's still just work. Right. And you, you don't, you don't factor in the amount of time that you have to spend kind of like cutting your teeth and learning the job before mm -hmm. you can actually start. Like I'm only now just starting to really enjoy it because I'm starting to do pro I'm starting to own my own projects and, and do some things that are a little bit more creative, but, um, you know, they're not going to let some chump off the street fresh out of school, <laughs> like do those important things. So I don't know. I think, I think people, if they graduate with a degree and they get to a job that they wanted and then they start to feel like they should, uh, quit their job to be Instagram influencers, it's probably because they, um, are not used to, or they they weren't expecting to have to continue to learn like after yeah. they got out of school and that it was going to be a slow process and, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's easy to say like, if I quit and did something else, I'd be happy. It's always easier to say the grass will be greener on the yeah. other side, but then like you quit your job and then realize you didn't actually learn anything from that experience because you spent your whole time like uh, dragging your feet. Yeah, and you were only there for six months before you decided, oh, that's you know long enough for me to decide. And, right. Um, I don't know. I I just I'm not really saying anything super of real substance, but I just think like <laughs> social media can be really, really it. Like, I think it's a great way. Like, like I said before, it's a valid way for some people to make a living. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it has a lot of benefits, but I think it's also like really easy to just convince yourself, like you said, to convince yourself that you're unhappy Yeah. or like that's, that's a lot of people's point of reference of happiness and it's super unrealistic, but it comes to you in a way that seems so attainable. Like yeah. you think you're seeing the inside of these people's lives, but really it's like they had a professional photographer take these photos or they are for a photographer, yeah. you know, so they have all these other skills. They're, it, they're basically becoming their own brand and they're marketing, yeah. marketing wizards. Like yeah. that's the thing that people don't understand is you basically need to have a marketing degree to like make that, now, <laughs> make definitely. that happen now for you yourself. So. And I think like, you know, it goes back to that quote of it takes like 10 years to be an overnight success. So you see these like major influencers maybe popping up. I there's this girl on Instagram that I was following and she's been on. I mean, I've been following her for like five or six years and she's just now making like money from her account. And right. I don't know before I do know that she was like, she had said, she's like, I'm not taking sponsorships. That's not what this is about. Right. And I think finally she got like, uh, like an advisor or somebody that was like, you could make money <laughs> off of this. Like right. you don't, and she's a nurse and she loves what she does. And I think she thought that you could only do one or the other. Right. And so I think she just like started learning that you can kind of do both cause you can make it work for you. But right. like the amount of momentum you just have to gain now in like such a saturated, you do have to be so like patient and, savvy you have to learn so much about it especially now how right. instagram's making it hard for people stuff to come up it's just like it's just wild that that's even like something i have to talk about is that like <laughs> it's like being a celebrity now it's yeah. like people it's weird probably that we have to grow talk about it in the context of instagram like starting yeah. your own business through this app it's literally like um so i watched a interview with kim kardashian and she said she grew up watching the real world and yeah. she said when she was younger she was like that's what i want to do is i want to be a reality star and that was something when i was like in middle school that was kind of like oh yeah i want to be on like 
you know, reality TV. And it was like uh-huh. kind of a joke, but there was people that were starting to make their livings on those like challenges and right. things. And that's what they were known for. And in this interview, they were, I don't know what their title was, but basically they were like, analysts of like social media and how it was like impacting the world around us. Mm-hmm. And they said Kim Kardashian was the person who pioneered this, like making your living off of Instagram and that like she forever changed the game because really? she was able to start making money off of ads and sponsors and that mm-hmm. just like blew it up. So thanks Kim for that. Thanks Kim. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, think of like she started it, but she was already in a celebrity status and then like Joe Schmo is sitting at his office job or her office job trying to compare that like momentum it's just such a rant it's such an odd concept like even thinking 15 years ago trying to explain that to somebody they would be like right what what is an iPhone what is a smartphone (laughs) isn't that crazy that's a whole other thing but like the, the technology that we're like addicted to is not all that old. Like it's no. very new. And the like, I can think back to, I remember when the first iPhone came out mm-hmm. and it was Me too. garbage. Like it, you couldn't do anything on it. And now yeah. it's like, I can't not do anything. Without I can't it. live my life without it. Right. I Crazy. was watching. So just another to on top of that, just to prove how old I actually am. <laughs> Um, I was watching men in black last night and I did not realize how old the movie was until there was a scene where he goes, Oh, you see this. And it's just this small little disc, like probably the size of a quarter. And he's like, this is what you'll listen to music on, um, in a few years and it'll replace CDs. Mm. And I was like, what? Because they made that movie assuming streaming would not be a thing like streaming wasn't a thing yet that cds would just get smaller yes (laughs) and you would carry around these like little like i don't know what you would insert it into and i was like this movie was like created before streaming yeah they didn't even know and i was like oh that's so weird because somebody now like that's 16 if they watched that movie they would have no idea what that meant they would just be like oh is that true and i'd be like no (laughs) well i always think it's funny when i tell tell people that Netflix used to send DVDs mm-hmm. to your mail. Like they still do that, but that used to be That was all what they, they did. did. Yeah. And I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but they thought I was making it up. Yeah. Because, you know, for all of our relevant life, we've just been watching things on Netflix. Like yeah. that, we, that started, they started streaming when we were in like high school, when I was in high school or something. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So random. Um, um, okay. Anyways, back to this. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I had this listed as something to cover because I wanted to see what your opinion was back to like me not being wired the same. And I think because of people's general unhappiness in their job or people are trying to, or like companies are trying to make it enticing for people to like be at their job, which is so weird. It's like just it's your job. I don't know. Like why do you have to make it like a fun, a fun zone? Like it's probably more of those like uh generational things. Like our generation is starting their startups and they're like, Ooh, yeah. what would I want at work? I want a slide. I want like <laughs> right. dogs, a dog room and like a masseuse. Like I worked at a place they had like an on-staff masseuse. They had a slide, they had a keg. They yeah. had all these things. And it's like, I'm not at a frat house. Like it was just like right. kind of an odd they had like a game room and no one ever used it though. Cause you're busy working. Right. But anyway, so, um, you know, companies are allowing that kind of stuff. Plus like flex hours in case you're someone like me who doesn't like to, you know, sit down for eight hours with two 15 minute breaks and be productive. Like, do you think that is a way that companies are trying to make it more fun for people to be productive? Or do you think it's because like we aren't, designed to be productive at us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I am not really the one to decide what we are, aren't designed for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cause I think it's, I think it's like you said, everybody's wired kind of differently, but I think the purpose of doing those things is, um, one, 
it's a recruiting thing because there are so many great companies that are getting these really talented folks. So yeah. um, it's like, you know, you, you kind of shop around for jobs and um, the work that you're doing is one key factor. What they're paying you is another key factor. But then um, a company that has all these other benefits obviously yeah. is way more attractive to go work there just because um, it is what it is. But so I don't think that's like inherently a bad thing. I kind of dig it. Um, <laughs> because we're right in that sweet spot that right, they're, right. they're marketing and I, I mean, to. In terms of like tech companies, like that's a very tech company thing to have yes. like all these weird like um, happy hour at work and all this stuff. Yeah. So like in terms of tech companies, my company is actually super conservative. Like we don't yeah. have any of that. We have like technically we have flex time, but um, I think that's a thing that people really don't understand what it actually means. Like mm -hmm. people interpret, oh, we have flexible hours. That means that like, oh, I can come in and work in the office for two hours and then do everything else from home. Mm -hmm. But like that's not really what it's intended for. Mm -hmm. The idea of flex time is really intended for like if uh, you have a doctor's appointment and you need to miss an hour of work. Mm -hmm. Like you can make that up later and not take PTO or not take like sick leave. Like that's, yeah, and that's, not have to tell somebody and like right, put in a request. Right. That's really what flex time is. Or like if I'm so like one example, and this is like really the extent at which like you should use it. I think um, like if you're gonna leave early on a Friday to go on a trip, like mm -hmm. if you work an extra, if you like make up those extra four hours or whatever earlier in the week, then mm -hmm. and you like actually get stuff done you're not just there breathing the air for an extra four <laughs> hours one day um then like you don't have to take your pto like i've done that before and it's fine but yeah um i think there are some companies that let you like not be in the office if you don't need to be mm -hmm. uh, i have i have a couple friends who have jobs like that and like sometimes it seems enticing but they have completely different jobs than i do like yeah. for me to really get anything done, I have to be at the office because there's so many times where I have to go talk to other people and like right. you can only get so much done over Skype. Like there have yeah. been times where like I've been sick and I've worked from home and I didn't have to take a day off, which was really nice. But I felt like I was working with like w one hand tied behind my back almost yeah. because like doing things through, this is going to sound super nerdy, but like doing things through VPN and like having to talk or communicate yeah. solely through Skype and all that. It's just like, it's pretty miserable. So yeah, it is. And like, for some reason, when you're ever accessing files remotely, it just like does not work the way it's supposed to, unless right. the files are on your computer or like I worked at a nonprofit and we started using Google drive, which was nice for, I mean, they have like Google for businesses and like right. things like that. So we, that was real, that was a much easier to use than like trying to remote access anything. Cause it was just like downloaded weird and saved weird. And right. uh, it was a nightmare, but I literally was never in the office when I worked there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like another thing that I don't even know if we're even talking about the same topic anymore, but another thing that companies are starting to offer is unlimited paid time off. And yeah. I, I think that is the worst possible thing you could ever do. Paid time off. Yeah. Because, um, so like as it is at, at my job and most jobs, you like earn your PTO, right? So like yes. every week you accrue, I don't know, X amount of hours of PTO and so the assumption is you can, it's yours, you earned it, you can take it whenever you want and no one mm -hmm. is going to like be mad at you for it, right? Mm -hmm. There are some exceptions to that. Like if you leave right when like crap is hitting the fan on a project, like yeah, that's kind of a problem and it wasn't something that you had already planned out. Um, but there's, there's these companies that offer unlimited PTO and it seems like you would get like shamed anytime you took PTO for that, like took time off. Because mm -hmm. um, I think back to like when I was in college, I was on, I had was in this extracurricular club where we built a competitive race car. It was an engineering competition team. Um, so we built these race cars and we went to competition. But because there was no like time off built into your work there, um, yeah. anytime you had to not be there, anytime like you decided to go do something instead of that, like you would, everyone would talk crap on you behind your <laughs> back and you would show up and like 
people were super cold to you for like multiple days. Like it was just like this very catty sort of like, yeah, people would be like, well, I was here working while you were gone and I had to cut, like pick up your slack while you were gone. Yeah. Um, but if it's like an understood thing that you've earned this time to do it with whatever you want, um, you don't, you don't get any of that in the professional world. Yeah. But well, unless you're like really bad at your job and then you're still taking well, yeah, but, time off. But people, people think that I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is don't, um, if you're job shopping and you're comparing benefits, I wouldn't yeah. look at unlimited PTO as a benefit or like anything to really hinge your decision on because yeah. I think there's been some studies that have been done so far on the topic and they find that people who work at companies who offer unlimited PTO end up taking less time off. Yeah, because like, it's so like unstructured. Right. And there's this stigma of like, if you take the time off, people are going to talk bad about you behind your back. Yeah. So it's like, it's actually like a weird retention strategy of like to make sure that you don't ever take your time off that because yeah. you, you, don't, you don't earn it. You never earn any time off. So um, why would you like, take Like, do you ever off? feel like you deserve to right. take this time off or right. yeah, interesting? So I guess to bring it back to your original question, I think there are like some cases where um, these benefits that companies are offering is a way to like make the nine to five thing more palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. Like I think there are things about my job that are more than just monetary compensation that make it better for me to go. And I, I enjoy going, but there are also things like unlimited PTO that I think they're using to like subconsciously keep you tied to your desk longer. Yeah. I, uh, one thing that I always kind of, I feel like when they are advertising it, you know, like unlimited paid time off or like unlimited, however they word it, unlimited vacation, or it's always like in the description, it's like, you're an adult and we want to treat you that way. Take vacation when you want, as long as you get your stuff. Like, it's just like worded. So like passively but also like hey we're cool take time off we trust you but it's just like this weird like yes you should trust me i'm an adult i can get my job done but it's also like this you shouldn't have to say as long as you get your stuff like if this is a real career job like you shouldn't have to tell someone all right you need to come in and and work like you need to work like that we're paying you to work like (laughs) you shouldn't have to stipulate that like Um, okay. So I was interviewing for this, just this like low key part-time job. And the girl was telling me, uh, she's like, so, you know, cause I was just kind of ask, it was like, it's really flexible hours because of the job parameters they were giving me. And, uh, She's like, yeah, basically our only job requirement is that you're on time and you can come to the shift. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, we just need you to like come to work. And I was like, is that like actually where we're at now that like that's hard to find yeah, in well, employers think, or employees? Like, I think it's that- because of what we've been talking about, about like people see on social media, like all these people that aren't actually at the office doing any work. So then they say like they have this idea that maybe that's what like the next job they get is going to be the job where they don't actually have to do anything. Yeah. Like I think that's the poison of it is people are growing up like feeling like the next thing that they get, like that's the job they're looking for. And that's, they're weighing all these benefits and all these things to make sure that the next job they take is the one where they don't have to do any work. Yeah. Anything you do in your life that's going to make you money that people are going to pay you for is going to require effort and is going to require a skill that you are offering. Like even like Instagram influencer girl or whatever, (laughs) like she has some sort of some skills that she's offering, you know, like whether she be, I don't know, super attractive and she's a model and brands are paying her to like wear their clothes or she's actually what people don't give her credit for. And she's a really, really good photographer and like marketing kind of person yeah, and putting together, person. putting together brand deals and ad campaigns. Yeah. Like there's a lot that goes into that. Oh yeah. And they take ob- months too. Right. And obviously they're only going to post 
the end product where it seems yep. like, oh, look at me. I took this trip to the Maldives and I'm surfing <laughs> on the back of a sea turtle. And it's like, okay, but <laughs> how like, much went into that? Like there's a lot yeah. of production that went into that. I did read an article on that. This girl got her um, birthday party sponsored and um, she wrote about like what would, you know, what it actually was like having it sponsored. Right. And she was like, it was so stressful because she could not enjoy it because she had to post Mm-hmm. So many posts during the day, so many mm-hmm. Instagram stories about it. It had to be, she actually got in trouble because she didn't word it exactly correctly, like mm-hmm. how the brand like agreed it would get. So she had to right. like deal with them. And like, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about like, oh, your trip to the Maldives that, you know, is actually work. Like it's a beautiful job and you're very fortunate to do that, but it's not just like getting handed to you. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like it's still a job. It's still work and things like that have been going on forever, whether it was social media or a magazine or right, or like being in a people always say, how hard could it really be to be an actor? Yeah. But or then a like musician. If, if you like actually had to like, I've thought about that, like for some reason every now and again, I think maybe like, could I be an actor? And then I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think about just like whenever I have to try to like lie or like portray some emotion like people always get mad at me because I don't portray any emotion I'm just like very (laughs) hard to read and I'm like I could never be an actor because that's like their job is to be like really transparent with their emotions and stuff yeah it's just it's a skill and they're so good at it that you don't realize how much work it actually is so yeah I mean I could be a diva on set though that wouldn't be work for me oh well yeah I mean that's (laughs) that's part of the job I suppose but yeah give me my latte right but All right. So at the end of the day, is the nine to five actually a grind? Um, so I don't really, I think anything is a grind. Like yeah. I, I don't think um, the super glamorous job is any less of a grind than just like the lowly engineer desk job, you know? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> you're going to have to grind to f- feel fulfilled. Yeah. So like the question of whether or not it's a worthwhile grind is really dependent on you as a person and if it's something that you actually enjoy like Mm -hmm. if you're grinding away at someone else's dream and you feel unfulfilled and um, you're like genuinely unhappy not because you're seeing people who seem happy on Instagram but because you actually hate what you're doing yeah then you need to find something else to do yeah Um, but if you have this idea that like oh I'm just working too hard like it should, <laughs> life should not be this hard. I shouldn't have to exert this much energy to make any money. Um, then I think you need to reevaluate yourself as a person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is, what is your takeaway? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like everything, like we always, like I said, we compare our end, our beginnings to people's ends and you can't, everything people have is from hard work and opportunities and being prepared for those opportunities. I think that's what you said last week. Mm. Um, and so I think you work hard and you're given opportunities and then you're prepared to accept those opportunities, but you're never just going to have opportunities handed to you because you're right. just sitting around waiting for it, whatever right. it is you're trying to do, whether you want to work your way up at a desk job, maybe you want to stay at a desk job or a traditional job. Maybe you want to start your own business or be a brand influencer, or whatever it is, it's going to require hard work Yeah, and a level of like kind of the Tuesday mindset that it's like, ugh, it's Tuesday. Mm. Ugh, I'm here. I've never heard of that. That's such a yeah. true thing though. Tuesdays My suck. friend said that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like this middle of the week grind. Everybody has it. Everybody feels it at whatever job they're doing because right. that's their job in their life. So yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I'm sure Kim Kardashian has a, a Tuesday every now and then. Yeah. I mean, everybody I can't has imagine, Tuesdays, but I'm can't sure imagine she what feels Kim it. K's Tuesdays are like, but yeah, but I'm you know, sure she she's has a, them. she's a business mogul. So she's probably in a lot of meetings. Can't always be mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. So absolutely. might be a grind. So yeah. Jake and I always do go to's every week. So what is your go to this week? Um, so this week, my go to is Henley's. And mm-hmm. as you can see through the uh, FaceTime right now, I'm wearing a Henley. Yes. Henley's are like my favorite fall thing, but um, they're really great for summer too. But it's just a nice little way to spice up your t-shirt game. Yeah. Um, I'm like a 
one of the benefits of my job that they use to entice people is <laughs> we can wear just like jeans and t-shirts to work. We don't have to get yeah. all dressed up or, or whatever. Um, but I was kind of getting tired of wearing the same, just like jeans, t-shirt all the time. So I added, mm-hmm. started to add some buttons to my ensemble. <laughs> and to your shirt. Put a little three button placket in my shirt. Nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. digging it. I, I, I don't know. It's a good look, I think. So I'm is rocking Henley's it. a brand or is it like a style? It's a style of shirt. Okay. It's like a t-shirt that has the three button like. Oh, so even if it's short sleeve or long short sleeve, sleeves, it's a Henley? Yeah, it's oh, a Henley. okay. Yep. Oh, so would mine be? Mine has the three button. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a sweatshirt though. Oh, wow. Yeah. Henley sweatshirt. We didn't even plan that. Right. Yeah. They're so cool. I love them. It's like. Someone that makes Henley sponsor us. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the grind. Yeah, speaking would of like the grind, a- <laughs> we'd love a Henley sponsorship. Please and thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yeah. What's your uh, nice. What's your go-to this week? My go-to this week is the Nike running app, which has been around for forever, but yeah. I just now started using it. Um, I'm not good at running or liking running or getting better at running. Yeah. And every time I ask Stefan, how do I get better at running? He says, run more. And I get furious in my body. <laughs> yeah. So this is nice because it you can set up a plan and it has you answer a couple questions like what's your mile time? What's your, the longest you've run? Mm-hmm. You know, how much do you weigh? How often do you exercise X, Y, Z? And it maps out the plan for you based on those times. And if, and such if you know them otherwise it'll help you figure it out mm. um, and it helps you get to your end goal with whatever date you want so I put in that you know I want to be able to run X amount of miles this fast by January and it's giving me stuff and it's not just like okay go run four miles right. see you when you're done it's like okay run seven sets of 200s at, mm. you know it helps you get like good at speed and distance right. recovery right. all different stuff you can always adjust it and change it which is nice but it just takes the stress out of knowing that you're doing enough or that you're doing it right. Right. So Nike's a good, maybe I'll get hate for that too. Nike's a good company. I feel like their running oh. app has stood the test of time. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're uh, good at what they do. I don't know. I don't know why yeah, they want so, to argue with that, but yeah. So that's my go-to. Um, we'll link those stuff in our show notes as well. If you're interested in the Nike and I think you can be friends with people. And like cheer them on. I don't share my mm. stuff though. So people can't be like, yeah. why are you slow? But <laughs> right. I'll follow your guys' stuff. So Sweet. <laughs> right on. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. To stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Blank Slate LNK. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.